Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll conclude our study of the book of Jonah by looking at Jonah chapter 4. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Jonah chapter 4 and follow along while I read beginning in verse 1. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, Is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew you were a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat at the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And I should not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from the left, and also much cattle. As chapter 4 opens, Jonah is furious. Uh, The language in the Hebrew lets us know how mad he is. He actually thinks that God deciding not to destroy Nineveh was an evil decision, and it makes him extremely angry. The word there means to become glowing or red-faced. His blood pressure was up, and he was furious that God didn't destroy Nineveh. And he cries out to God, and he said, I told you you were going to do this. I knew this would happen. That's why I didn't even want to come up here. Jonah says that he knew God was gracious and merciful and would relent, and he felt like these people should be destroyed. This was an enemy of Israel. And about 90 years after this event, this nation would actually destroy Israel and take Israel into captivity. Jonah could not believe that God was going to do this, and he was so angry. Anger is one of those emotions that's very easy for us to feel. Very often we feel it when we're not sure what else to feel. There's something going on and we don't like it, and, and so it comes out as anger. That's not always bad in and of itself. The problem is that when the anger subsides, we don't always do the work to figure out What triggered that anger? 
what was really going on? Was anger actually the correct response there? Should I be feeling something else? Is there a healthier way to deal with what's bothering me? And so when we do that and we keep relying on anger to express what's really going on, it can be quite destructive in our lives. That can also cause us to often be angry at the wrong thing. When we don't do the work to find out what's really going on within ourselves, we may be lashing out at people and situations that aren't even actually the problem. That seems to be the issue here for Jonah. He's upset that God's not destroying Nineveh. But what he should be upset about is the fact that back in Israel, the people who he had prophesied to there had not repented. Jonah knows that this means they may eventually be destroyed. And it just doesn't seem fair to Jonah that his people would be destroyed and these people from another nation would be saved. But his anger should be at Israel for not repenting and not being the people that God wants them to be. Instead, he lashes out at God. Jonah is upset about God showing grace to people that Jonah feels like doesn't deserve that grace. Jesus would talk about this kind of mentality when he was preaching the Sermon on the Mount. He says there that we shouldn't judge others. This is the kind of thing he's talking about. We should not be judging who deserves God's grace and who does not. We should not be making those judgments. We should be doing whatever God tells us to do and allow him to make those judgments. Certainly, there are times when we can make a judgment about a behavior, whether or not it is healthy for us to participate in, whether or not it is sinful. But we don't get to decide which people are worthy of God's grace and which ones aren't. And that's the lesson that God has to teach Jonah here. The reality is that there is no one out there who is less deserving of grace than we are. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We like to point at people who sin differently than us and think somehow that disqualifies them from grace, while expecting God to overlook our sin. But Scripture tells us that all sin separates us from God, and so all sin needs to be covered by grace in order to have a relationship with God. So if we are going to be loyal to God, if we are going to serve Him wholeheartedly and be the people He wants us to be, we will always be willing to give grace and mercy to anyone at any time. But in this story, Jonah said he'd rather die than show the same mercy that God does. My first thought is, if we think that way, we need to be careful what we wish for. Because God may grant our request. He may allow us to die, to be separated from him for eternity. Because the people that God is gathering to himself, the ones that will live with him for eternity, are the ones who understand the grace they have been shown and are willing to show it to others. It's interesting the extremes to which we'll go to, to withhold grace and mercy from others. Jonah had tried to run as far away from Nineveh as he possibly could, endured a storm and being swallowed by a fish, and then still had to make the journey because he did not want to participate in this extension of God's grace and mercy. But the reality is, if we are willing 
to go to extremes, to keep from showing kindness to others, to keep from sharing the gospel with others, to withhold God's grace and mercy from them because we think they don't deserve it, that's actually an indictment on our own faith. We don't trust that God's way is the best way, and so we're trying to help him out by sorting folks out before they have a chance to know him. As Jonah has worked himself up into a fury, God basically says, Jonah, you need to calm down. Your anger response is not appropriate here. And we need to learn this lesson because our first response to sinful people should not be anger. When people who do not know God are sinning, they're doing exactly what Scripture tells us they will do. The world is going to act in worldly ways. Ungodly people are going to act in ungodly ways. It's not until they have God in their life that they can be godly. And we are the people that are supposed to be bringing God to them and showing them the grace and mercy that makes God attractive to them and draws them closer. Our first response should never be anger. It should be compassion. It should be eagerness to fulfill the vocation that God has given us to reach a lost and dying world. But when God tells Jonah to calm down, Jonah basically goes and pouts. He goes and sets up a booth outside the city so he can just watch and see how things are going to turn out. He's told God, I don't think this is the right move, so I'm just going to go over here and sit and watch and let you see how your bad decision is going to turn out. I think we can see in this story that Jonah's acting childish. He's very immature about this. God, I didn't get my way in. I'm going to go over here and, and pout about it. But the reality is I think we do the same thing. We get angry with sinful people, and then we just kind of go over to the side and and commiserate with other people that are upset about those behaviors, but we don't actually do anything to be helpful. We just go and sit back and watch and see how it's going to turn out. We don't trust God to do the work that he's promised through us. We sit back and wait for it to all fall apart so we can say, see, I told you so. But see, here's the problem. We think that we're protecting ourselves from those sinful people by staying away from them. We think that we're keeping ourselves from being taken advantage of or exploited or used up in some way. But really what we're doing is trying to protect ourselves from God. We're trying to hide from him because doing what he wants is going to cause us feelings that we don't want to have, is going to put us out there in ways that we don't want to be exposed is going to call us to actions that we don't want to take. And so when we retreat into our own lives and do the things that are selfish for us, we're not protecting ourselves from the world. We're hiding from God. But Jonah wasn't finished being mad once he goes and builds his booth. He has built this shelter out on the edge of town, and God caused a plant to grow up that added even more shelter for him, provided a cool shade. Jonah liked the plant. He liked being able to sit in the shade of the plant. The problem is the plant died the next day, and now he's angry again. Now Jonah's angry because something's missing. He's angry about that because that's where his focus is. He's not focused on what God has provided and that God is willing to provide him safe passage home. 
He has removed himself from the scene and from God's work and is upset that it's not working out for him. He's focused on what's missing. For those of us who are dealing with anger in our lives, who get angry easily and haven't been able to deal with that, what is it that we feel like is missing? What do we think God has not given us that we deserve? Can we be honest with ourselves and realize that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness? There is nothing else that we need apart from him and be grateful for what we have. When we can, it cuts into that anger. When we see something we are missing, we don't get mad about it because we know we have what we need. Also, Jonah had rather have died than to suffer what he was going through with the heat and the wind. He just didn't want to put up with it. He didn't want to figure out what God was trying to do, or if God wanted him to do something else, he just wanted the suffering to stop. We often get angry in the same situation. Something is causing us pain. We just want the pain to stop, and we get very angry because we don't know when it'll end. We may even blame God himself. What links are we going to to avoid suffering? How hard are we working just to remove ourselves from the things that make us suffer rather than surrender to God and do what he says and trust him to bring us to a place of health and joy? One thing Jonah has to admit here is that the shelter he had built for himself wasn't good enough to protect him. He needed God's protection to be safe from the heat. Very often we set up shelters for ourselves. We avoid certain circumstances and behaviors, hoping that's going to keep us from getting mad because those people won't change. But the things we do to ourselves often isolate us and keep us from experiencing all that God wants in our lives. The question for Jonah would be, Jonah, wouldn't it have just been easier to do what God wanted from the beginning? all the way through the end, to avoid all of these pitfalls and storms and the discomfort that you were feeling. We can see that in Jonah's life, but we don't always see it in ours. The shelters we build to protect ourselves aren't sufficient. We can only be protected by God, and so it becomes easier just to do what he says and let him take care of all of the discomfort. It doesn't mean that there won't be trying circumstances. It doesn't mean that the heat may not beat down on us and there be a strong east wind that scorches us, but it does mean that God will provide the shelter so that we can weather the storm. God asked Jonah twice, is it good for you to be angry? Jonah's answer is yes, it's good for me to be angry. That That's exactly what I want to feel right now. I want to be mad. I think we, like Jonah, feel like there are times where it's absolutely appropriate for us to be angry. We have a right to be angry. It may be because someone's done something to us. It may be because something didn't happen that we wanted to happen. But we are convinced that we have a right to be angry. But do we ever stop and ask the question that God asked Jonah? Is that anger beneficial? Is that anger helping anything? Is that anger promoting God's causes? Is it reflecting his grace and mercy? There may be times we have a right to be angry, but is it helpful to be angry? Are we doing well to be angry? When we trust God 
and only expect what he expects will go a long way toward eliminating anger from our life. And when we feel that anger, are we willing to ask, is it good to be so angry? Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.